Captain. That's just how badass Michael Rooker's character is, that he can just, you know, with his sheer will and, and sexy haircut, just make her climb that high-ass peak. <laughs> those curls that he's got? Yeah. He was, you know, played an excellent serial killer in uh, Henry Portrait Henry. of Serial Killer, if you haven't seen that. Yeah, he was pretty great in that uh, fucking movie. Fair warning, uh, just, yeah, be prepared to kind of be a little grossed out. <laughs> Yeah, it's not an easy wash in some parts, that's for sure. No. It's weird seeing him as a beloved character like Yandu after that. It's like, ugh. That's what I say. Every time I see him in anything now, like, I can't see him as nothing but a villain. Yeah, it's hard. He just frightens the shit out of you all the time. Yeah. He's really good at it. He's got that low, raspy voice. It's just, yeah, he just, he could play bad. Yeah. He sounds a bit like a tired rattlesnake to me. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) This is Jesse Ventura. You're listening to Children of the Atoms. Hello, everybody. We're back. Again. Man. Do we want to be? I don't know, but we're going to go. I, this one was surprising. It threw me. It really, uh, it, it, hello, welcome, everybody. Uh, <laughs> yes. For those of us looking at looking for our home on the web, you can find us uh, at adamsnerds.com. That's A-D-A-M-S-nerds.com for all the previous podcasts. Uh, for those unaware, Bloodsport is now streaming again. Uh, I think it's up on the HBO, so you can go and listen to our very first live movie review. Sit down and watch the movie right alongside of us. That one was a lot of fun. But today's movie was... <sighs> We're hearkening back to the, the long yesteryear of 1993, to what was one of the highest grossing year, uh, movies of that year, surprisingly, uh, with Cliffhanger, starring Sylvester Stallone and John Lithgow, and just a smattering of other very recognizable faces from the 90s, maybe even one or two you can still recognize today. <laughs> and I gotta tell you, for having John Lithgow as a villain, uh, this movie was surprisingly boring. <laughs> and yeah. man, it had a lot of issues, but it, I don't even know where to begin with this. Like, it... it <laughs> It had all the right pieces to be fan- like it's Stallone at his Stalloniest, basically, right? Like this is 1993. Like this is almost peak Sly at his action height, right? Well, it, it's quite the opposite, actually. This is was like it really Sly coming off of his foray into comedy? So if you remember, he had done Stop or my or my mom will shoot and Oscar. But like, Demolition Man was the same year, right? No, it came out after this. So, it, it came out after Cliff, yes. but it, they were both 1993. 1993, 94, yeah, around that time. Yeah. Um, but yes, so Stallone was trying to kind of follow up on what oh. uh, you know, uh, Schwarzenegger was doing, right? So he, he had yeah. that blockbuster success with twins and yep. just proved that like he had some acting chops. And I'm, you know, I'm using the air quotes It there. proved that he had Danny DeVito in the movie. That's Correct. what it proved. <laughs> and yeah. So, yeah, Sly decided to dip his toe into those waters, and it was not good for him. Like, right. those movies were absolute bombs that I named there. So, Stallone needed a hit, man. He needed something to come back to. And if you're an action star, what do you got to do? Just go back to action films, and, yeah, your, your, your audience will come back. Oh, he, that's, he did Oscar in that time period, too. Yep. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. His, 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 Yikes. You know, I, I think that Demolition Man, like, when, if you go back and you listen to our review of that, both of us just highly praise that film for its action, it, but its comedy and all that stuff. And, yep. you know, I, I don't credit that all to Stallone. It's, it's not all him. But you put Stallone with the right people, he, he can be funny. He is entertaining yeah. when he does that, but you just got to you got to pair him up. And I don't even know if you've ever seen Oscar or if you've seen Stop My, or My Mom Will Shoot. 
just terrible. Just nothing is funny about it. It's not good. It's just. I saw yeah. Oscar. I did not see Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Well, do yourself a favor. Never watch it. Uh, I, I, I think I'm safe to say that uh, I don't think we're going to put this in the Summer of Stallone collection. Right? Oscar was a John Landis movie, man. Like, you know what I mean? How could I not have seen it? Yeah. Yeah. It was not a good one. No, 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 no. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. God awful. So yeah, he needed a a hit. So yeah. Okay. That was cliffhanger. That was his, his push back into the the forefront there. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, he, he decides he's going to sign up for cliffhanger. He's, he gets to work with a tri-star in one of his old studios, Corolico, which apparently at this time they were kind of running out of money. It wasn't too long after this, that I think they went bankrupt Oh, really? Um, had most of their stuff signed off. But, uh, yeah, I think TriStar floated the bill for this movie way back. But Yeah, distributed by TriStar. Yeah, yeah, I think they got the lion's share of the money for this thing. So I think they put forth the lion's share of the movie. And it made a ridiculous amount of money, too, like $255 million and a $70 million budget. Uh, the highest grossing movie of that year is the little one featuring a few dinosaurs called Jurassic Park. That made about a bill. So, but I mean, you know, it's cliffhangers on the list. Like, you know, according to the stats I'm looking at here, it's top seven uh, of the year amongst a, a lot of big movies. So it's a pretty for respectable year for movies. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, you had Groundhog's Day. You had Last Action Hero. Uh, like, as you mentioned, Fugitive you Mrs. Doubtfire. Jurassic Park. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. some good ones. So, yeah, it's no it's no shame, you know, saying, hey, you know, I was one of the top 10 movies of that year. Right. Uh, you know, and I, but you would expect that from a Stallone film, right? That it is an action film, not a comedy film. I mean, a- any movie featuring Michael Rooker. Absolutely. I God. Oh, man. I can't. I, I, I want to talk about Michael Rooker because. Oh, boy. Boy, is he a hidden gem in anything he shows up. In. <laughs> should we, <laughs> just, should we just get ready to, to Cliffhanger start having it on and just get it? Yeah, let's it? let's do this. OK, so, yeah, as you oh. said, Cliffhanger 1993, directed by Rennie Harlan. So and I'd like, you know, not a lot of his movies, but, you know, I. Uh, I thought Dream Master, you know, uh, Nightmare 4 was pretty good. Die Hard 2 obviously has, you know, some special moments. Long Kiss Goodnight. I mean, you know, Deep Blue Sea. Like, the guy is capable of making s- some pretty entertaining action movies. So 100%. There was I mean, one other piece to this one that should have worked, theoretically. Yeah, he's a... Like, Rennie Harlan is a mystery to me a little bit. I mean, <laughs> because there is, like you said, there there's some good movies you've named off. So probably the yeah. first one I ever saw of his was Nightmare on Elm Street 4 back in Same. the 80s. I remember going to the theater seeing that. And being that age, I was like, yeah, obviously this is a great movie. Looking back yep. now, it's... Eh. It's not my favorite of the series, but it's probably right. not my least favorite of the series either. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. But the one that I think everybody probably knows him best from is Die Hard 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, I don't give that one high marks. It's 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 entertaining, but it's not tremendously great. You know not the saying? worst of the group. Uh, well. It yeah, is by true. far the that's is true. by far the worst Die Hard movie. Yeah. Oh boy. I don't know. We'll have to talk about that. Yeah. You don't time. remember Die Hard Four, do you? Yeah. And oh yeah. There's some bad ones in there, and I don't. I would probably put two above them. But it's been a long time since I've seen any of those movies, except for the first one. So hey, Christmas is right around the corner, man. It <laughs> is, and we'll probably we put that on. Watch. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> the gauntlet's been thrown down, so here we go. Yeah. We got a time to, time to run the franchise. 
So yeah, so let's. I'll just give you a quick synopsis of this movie yeah, if you haven't do, seen it. it was... Jesus. Uh, so we. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to like to even talk about this because the, the plot of this movie is pretty goddamn ridiculous. Oh but man. Sylvester Stallone. He plays a character named Gabe Walker. He is a superstar. I believe a ranger. You know, they're they part of a rescue crew that hangs out in the Rockies and rescues people, right? So at the same time, um, at the start of the movie, we our main character goes through a major character defining disaster where his best friend, I suppose, (laughs) brings up one of his girlfriends up to the highest point there and lo and behold accidents happen and sh- this lady falls to her death and Gabe blames himself even though it's not his fault right at the same time we have uh other characters uh <laughs> i i believe these are treasury agents yeah. um there's there's a rogue treasury agent they're planning to move like a hundred million dollars in unmarked money um and uh, lo and behold, one of the agents turns out to be a mole and a bad guy, and he hijacks the plane, transfers that money off to our main villain of this one, Eric Quaylen, played by the ever-fabulous John Lithgow. <laughs> but in the meantime, things don't just go right. Uh, the money falls while they're flying over the Rocky Mountains, and the bad guys have to basically kidnap our hero uh, to help locate all the cases of money. And throughout the film, our hero slowly picks off the bad guys one by one until yep. we get a final showdown between Eric Quaylen and Sylvester Stallone. So I give you that quick, quick summary. This is the, that is a broad overview. I'm, we haven't gotten into the details of that. So that was what? Maybe 30 seconds of me explaining that. That's this, about as much time as they spent explaining it in the movie, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But, but, but why does that explain this movie's runtime of almost like two hours, man? man? I couldn't believe it, dude. When I sat down to him play, I was like, that can't be the right 113. Like, that's ridiculous. That can't be the... And man, it was... And it felt every bit of a two-hour movie, <laughs> yes. too. You expect <laughs> Stallone, like, you know, action. Like, the whole trailer is nothing but fire and mountains and punching and guns and shit. You're like, this would be the greatest action movie ever. And then it's it's kind of a slog <laughs> in a lot of parts. And it shouldn't be, you know, because there is yeah. a lot of stuff going on in this film. But <laughs> yeah. I, and this is going to be, I think my my whole theme for this whole thing is, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, but it's not necessarily good stuff that's going yeah. on. That's fair. Uh, so let's let's get into it. Let's start talking about this movie is from the start. So as I stated early on, we're we're joined by we get introduced right away to Michael Rooker. And his girlfriend, they're on top of a, I think the mountain is called the tower or something. Yeah, they're up in the tower. Yeah, so it's like, it's supposedly like one of the hardest climbs you can make, but somehow a novice makes its way up there. I don't understand how that really happens. That's just how badass Michael Rooker's character is, that he could just, you know, with his sheer will and and sexy haircut, just make her climb that high-ass peak. (laughs) Those curls that he's got? Yeah. I don't know, he he was coming off of uh, Days of Thunder, right? I think it had so, to, yeah. had been a year or two before that, maybe 1990. Yeah. Oh, and, and probably, uh, well, before that, he was, you know, played an excellent serial killer in uh, Henry Portrait Henry. of a Serial Killer, if you haven't seen that. Yeah, he was pretty great in that uh, fucking movie. Fair warning. Uh, just, yeah, be prepared to 
kind of be a little grossed out. You know? Yeah, it's <laughs> not an easy deal. wash in some parts, that's for sure. No, no. It's If you haven't seen that, yeah, I would, the, the movie I would compare it to for the same type of feeling you get after that is uh, probably the 1976 version of I Spit on Your Grave. If you've ever seen Eesh. that, like you just feel physically ill after watching that. Yeah, yeah. that's Hen- rough. Henry is very much the same as that, but so much better a film because Michael Rooker is aces in that film. It's just amazing. I love it. He's pretty great. Ooh. So, yeah. So we're starting off. It's there. weird seeing him as a beloved character like Yandu after that. It's like, ugh. Jesus. That's what I say. Every time I see him in anything now, like I can't yeah. see him as nothing but a villain. Because yeah, he just, it's hard. He just frightens the shit out of you all the time. Yeah. He's really good at it. He's got that low, raspy voice. It's just, yeah, he just he could play bad. Yeah. But he sounds a bit like a tired rattlesnake to me. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like he's yeah, like you you if you didn't know it better, you would have figured like he does all these like warm up exercises for acting just by yelling. <laughs> like he probably right, went yeah, to the yeah, highest yeah. highest alp here and just was like yeah, and then when he gets yeah. on there, he's just all raspy. Doesn't have a voice left. Yeah, no, he just rolls out of bed like that, just fucking sexy and ready to go. So they're stuck up on the mountain because supposedly Michael Rooker's character gets like he hurts his knee, gets to the top of the mountain and like twists up his knee. Yep. So they got to send the rescue chopper up and and then they're going to send our hero, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, yeah, the character was named Gabe Walker. Decides to just go like climb this mountain. They, yeah, that, thank you. That that was my first question. Like the movie starts off, you see these beautiful sweeping shots of the Rockies, and you know they're really setting the stage for it. Before you know, they they clearly go to a soundstage within two seconds. But you know, it's oh, fine. There's a uh, lot of soundstage on this. We'll, we'll helicopter point it out shots as we go. are expensive. Yeah, uh, and the the helicopter, mind you, goes up to rescue them. But we're first introduced to Stallone's character because he's on headset making this whole climb. Uh, by hand, basically. Yeah. Like he's just—he's like a little, like a little squirrel just climbing a mighty oak. Dude, just I, mean, I thought I thought he was shit. Spider-Man with because I mean he's just like yeah. he's just going up that mountain and like like professional climbers would take hours, like yep. hours to do this kind of stuff, you know, mm. with all sorts of equipment. I mean, unless you're that guy who like climbed that that face uh, free face mountain on in Yosemite, if you haven't seen that film, but. My God, like, yeah, Stallone's just, like, swinging like a monkey, just, mm-hmm. like, climbing up one-handed, you know, doing yeah. flips and shit. I mean, just crazy shit. And, and just Wouldn't gets he had just, like, taken the, the helicopter up? Like, you know, well, logically, wouldn't that have been the way to go? But they, they, yeah. they had to, like, spill out some gobbledygook that's like, oh, well, we can't just get the winch and, and pick these guys up. It's too windy, so we have to hover away from the mountain and then shoot a line across. Right. And then let a person go in high winds yes. across this fucking zip no line. Sense to me. Like, yeah, is man. it, is it, I mean, because. Even when they're up there, like I don't see, you know, the the Goldilocks just flying everywhere. Like it's so right. windy, they're having to hold on to things. Yeah, they, they're not even yelling. They're they're speaking yeah. casually. One, <laughs> one would call it what? like over brunch. Yes. That's what they're fucking. They're talking about dinner plans and shit. Yes. They don't give a fuck about where they're at right now. I mean, they're they're yelling at each other across the line, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. So yeah, I don't know why they could just drop the winch and then winch them up one at a time. But yeah. okay, so we we set it up where. Yeah, the Michael Rooker's so, character gets to go across the line, and but his partner—he's a uh, Hal, Hal yeah, Tucker, Hal. 
Yeah, great it, name. And it is, so the next thing is like, oh, Stallone's character buckles his girlfriend in, who, as we said before, she's a complete novice. She doesn't know yep. how to do much climbing, and nope. she's scared out of her mind. But they're like, yeah, just yep. just go ahead and go across the line. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. They're like five thousand feet up. I think they said. Yeah, some ridiculous number. Yeah. And she goes across, and for some reason, the metal strap just decides to break. Yeah, like, it literally folds like it's plastic. Yeah. And it just collapses right down. <laughs> which which isn't, like, the first thing you do when you're getting all your safety equipment together that you're taking out there. You, like, check it to make sure it actually is in good working order. I would think so. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty certain I'd say I would know, so I think that's, like, part of the job. I mean, so... Yeah. If you know, because part of this movie is like, oh, Stallone has to get over like this idea that he was the one responsible. Maybe he was because he didn't check all the equipment. He might have been the one responsible. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He Maybe is. Hal had a valid point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hal's no saint here either, because even they, no. in this movie, they pointed out to him. They're like, yeah, why the hell did you have a woman up there anyway if yeah. you couldn't get back down? So, yeah, when they had their like they had their first face to face argument with the actor, like, yeah, they kind of they they both had some very valid points for one another. Yes. <laughs> uh, so anyway, a- after this woman falls to her doom, which it, it, by the way, and they it's so horrible because she, she's staring at Stallone the whole time. Rooker's yelling at Stallone. Stallone's yelling at the lady. Like it's it's like it's a pretty high drama moment. It just it would have been better if it wasn't so obviously a soundstage. And I get there's only so much they could do at that point, but man, it took every ounce of realism out of that scene whatsoever. Well, okay, so I this is this is the scene that I gave the most realism to. Get the fuck out of here, really? I mean, not not realism, but at least enough drama. <laughs> I think okay, drama is yeah, the right fair. word where I, where I yeah, was like, okay, yep, yeah, I it was still dramatic, yeah. feel it because like I, I have like, if I got over that like big canyon like that, I'd be shitting bricks, dude. I mean, I, just, Oh like, dude, for sure. Yeah. Like I would just get dizzy and all that shit. So like yep. I, I could relate to the sheer terror that this woman has. Oh yeah. As you're falling because I mean, yeah, it just would scare the shit out of me, but yes. Yeah. Once, but you're taken out of it, you know, with the sound stage and the green screen and all that stuff. Cause and we'll, we'll point it out throughout the week because there's a lot of scenes oh, like uh, that. Character's where... name is Sarah, played by Michelle. Sarah, Jenner. yes, That's who the lady is. Yeah, she sells it well. I don't think she has no. It's like, oh no, she she's did a great no job. No problem yeah. on that. She sells the part. No, she definitely looked terrified. I fucking I give you that. Yeah, for sure. And and God, I'll give it to Stallone too. Stallone does play some. <laughs> he, you can tell he's got some terror in his face, right? I mean, he's he's scared, yeah. so he's playing it off. And yeah, it is heartbreaking to watch as you're you know holding on to somebody and you you can't do anything but watch them fall to death. I mean, I that would that would traumatize anybody involved. Oh, in for like sure. Yeah, uh, I would have figured he probably would have went and spoke to somebody like a counselor instead of just leaving his job. But no, he went down. He went down to Denver and got a job banking or something. I don't know. They never really. <laughs> They didn't really made it clear what yeah, he's doing they, down they in Denver, don't. right? Yeah, yeah. Is he just... a weatherman? Like, what's he doing? <laughs> I like the way he said he, ban- he was a banker, just like he could have been a banker in Tango and Cash. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. It, once it's you know the the idea gets in there. Now I was associate him with banking because he dressed like one in that movie for a yes, bit. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so wait, so after this lady falls to her doom, like there's no. Like there's no really wrap up with ha- with with Hal and Gabe's story. We we literally just smash right away to eight months later, and uh, it's it's Gabe coming back to town, right? Like, yeah. This is his first. And like, he's coming back to town to to grab the rest of his shit, and then that's when the distress call comes in about uh, about the plane crash. Yeah, basically. So we'd have to kind of set up the, the other 
you know, plot of this film. You know, oh, well, yeah, it the is B the plot. main plot. It, it is the main plot, really. Is I mean, it the main plot? It is oh, the main it feels plot. Like yeah, the, B I mean, plot. The, the money is the MacGuffin of this film, and oh, so, so yeah, so it's a romantic like drama first, yeah, and then an action movie second. So we're introduced to our other characters here. Um, our one of our main villains here, played by Rex Lynn. If you don't know him, if you remember watching uh, Better Call Saul, uh, got a lot of movies just throughout the nineties. Um, oh, he's been all over the place. He, yeah, he's a, he's just a character actor that just shows up in films in in like bit parts. He's a wider, clear present danger. Yes. I mean, if you see his face in this bald ass head, you'll definitely know who he is. Yeah, I mean, he's got he because he he speaks with a kind of a southern draw. Like he will be any kind yeah. of western film. I'm pretty sure yeah. he was probably in Yellowstone something. Right. <laughs> Sounds a lot like uh, who's the old guy from Roadhouse? Who does oh Sam Sam uh, yeah. Uh, Sam Neill or no? Not uh, Sam Neill. Is it Neil? No, Sam. Sam Neill was Jurassic Park. Uh, That's right. Shit. <laughs> uh, God dang it. Yeah, look See? this. He, Sam he... Shepard. Thank you. There it is. Yes. I knew we'd get there eventually. <laughs> yeah. How did we miss a guy like that, man? I don't know. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Jesus. That's the one. You know, now, who the fuck Sam Shepard? Who am I thinking Sam, of now? Shit. Sam Shepard. I think he was like in. Uh, Oh, you know, oh the, right the right stuff. stuff. Yes. Yeah, he okay, played I Chuck Yeager. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now that we got a lot of fucking straight. old guys named fucking Sam. Sorry for a fucking Sam hole, everybody. Jesus yeah. Yeah. Man. You know, our listeners are just like, no, you assholes. It's <laughs> go back to the movie. Go back. Yes. Wrong way. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So we're, we're back on the film, <laughs> the film here, I think. Um, yeah. So, uh, Richard Travers, he's he he's that's his character's name. He's the one. He's like on his last mission, basically. He's he transports right. money back and forth on like what is kind of like Con Air, except they just like a money train, but in the air. Yeah, yeah. and we we understand that there's an FBI agent that who's just going to hitch a ride. You know? Yeah, because that happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's right. like okay, yeah, it's Space A, right? I'm just getting yeah, jumping right. on. I'm going. Come on on, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we got you. So. The whole plan is, as we as it finds out, is that Travers is in cahoots with the pilot. They're going to hijack yep. the plane and transfer all this unmarked money. It's like money that's not in circulation. It's all thousand dollar bills. They they say it's completely useless to anybody except for the right person who can exchange it. I don't know what they don't go into <laughs> right. any of that of like how that works. Right. Um, so yeah, we get a per- this this does build up to a pretty cool action scene. Cause the, uh, yeah, this sequence is really cool. It, it's one of the ones like that. Thank God, like you know, it it looked very dangerous. Cause like what it happened oh, was yeah. is as the uh, as the treasury plane is going, the F, the FBI guy who's hitching a ride notices another jet being very close, and all of a sudden, you know, fucking double cross, double cross, double cross. Uh, Rex Lynch's character, you know, he and his boys hijack the plane, and then they uh, they send a zip line down to the other plane, right? Yes, like the other plane gets gets beneath them. And they send a zip line down, and then all of a sudden, they, uh, like, a guy goes down the line, right? Like, he goes first, and then the money goes second? Yes. Like, that's the plan? So the plan was, so, yeah, this FBI agent, it turns out, like, the, the plot of this was the FBI was aware of this thing, so they planted this guy on the plane as a whole thing to just... Cause to they, foil the robbery Yeah, they whatever. knew that the robbery was going to go down. But, yeah, right. so the, other, the smaller plane comes up, they shoot that line across, and the plan was that Travers... And the pilots stay on the plane. The pilot's going to fly it as long as he can. Um, oh, okay. They, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense why Travers just sets a bomb to start timing, like, two minutes and 30 seconds countdown. Doesn't He hasn't even moved the money yet. 
But yep. so the plan was, yeah, he's supposed to move the money across and then him and the pilot would zip line across as well to the other plane and they would take off to safety. But Travers is like, well, I don't trust John Lithgow's uh, Eric right, Coyle's character. Right, because if he sends the money over first, they're definitely just going to cut the line and yeah, leave him which, fucking to die. Yeah, yeah it, it's probably what he would do too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yes, so he <clears throat> he jumps across, tells tells Quaylen's like, hey, I don't think you would have uh, waited for me. So yeah, the plan was for the pilot then to come up, come back and send the money back, I believe. Right. And and then but it turns out that the FBI agent he was shot but wasn't killed and messes up the whole plan, shoots the pilot and all of a sudden they're because they're also the, the the big plane is running into a like a heavy storm, right? So we got this ticking clock. It's like a multiple ticking clocks on this thing. Oh, yeah, they there's a get- storm coming. Like there's there's a bomb on the money plane, and like the FBI guy like kind of notices he's fucked, and then the plane blows up, and then the money like they're trying to haul in the money into the smaller jet, and then all three of these giant. Uh, cargo cases just go falling down into the Rockies. So, yeah, and as you mentioned, like, this scene, right? The scene of uh, people going from one plane to other. Mm -hmm. All practical effects. So, I don't know. Wildly dangerous and so cool looking. I don't know if you read read this little fact, but that movie held, I don't know if it still does, but it held the Guinness Book of World Records for the most expensive stunt on a movie. I mean, this dude got paid a million bucks to do that stunt. You know, going from one plane to another. Right. Absolutely insane. And that that's the one scene I say that is worth kind of watching this. It really reminds me of like the Dark Knight Rises. Um, yeah. That opening scene that they had there where a lot of that stuff was practical stuff they were doing too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This this one was actually pretty entertaining. I When I read about it, I, Very cool scene. I could not believe it was actually real. So I kudos to them for that. Wow, they paid the sunk guy a million dollars just to do Jesus. That is, I mean, that is a hell of a paycheck, but yeah, man, how good would you feel making it to their plane? That's (laughs) the problem, man. That's why they're like, the guy's like, yeah, you need to pay me some bank. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the odds are like 50 50 here. I'm gonna make it across. Wow, man. Oh, yeah, Jesus. So, as you said, and Stallone. Stallone is credited like he he helped write the screenplay for this, right? Yes, as he always or does. Or is that just like every movie he does? He, he's always kind of credited as. I think he just he likes to do that because I I think he's a very hands on kind of guy, right? Uh, and and wants this wants his movies to be written for him in language, you know, in, in the in a method of speaking the way he would you know speak and stuff like that, right? And I yeah. I guess that's probably good and bad, <laughs> right? So let's I will, so we as as we're moving on here and shit's just going wrong. Somehow the FBI agent before the plane blows up, the money is dropped off. Oh yeah, that's right. The most ridiculous. Somehow, part. yeah, this guy just has an Uzi in his hand and is yep. able to shoot across. I don't know how many like hundred feet from one plane to another. When you're at altitude, yep. there's high winds going on. Like, but these oh, bullets yeah, are just on just target, man. Kill yep. the co-pilot. Like they yep. just like they make the whole plane just start to lose altitude, and yep. <laughs> and then then the plane the the FBI guy you know like the plane he's on like you know just goes up it finally blows up of, yeah because like, of the bomb yeah b- because of what Travers did and then now like the the plane that Travers and all the bad guys are on like it just crashes down into the snowy rocks in like going from the great stunt work of of zipping a man from one plane to another to watching yeah. this terrible 
model crashing into this small model mountainside and roll down. It felt pretty irony. Oh, very point. much so. Very much so. This this yeah. movie throughout this entire movie does this, man. It just like goes from this mm-hmm. like extreme awesome shots of like real like this movie was shot not in the Rocky Mountains but in the Alps in in uh, Italy. So I mean, you have yeah. amazing scenery. So this movie goes from just taking amazing mm-hmm. shots to being like clearly on a sound stage and worse miniature work, you know. It's just, yeah, it doesn't man. work. Like, you can tell, hey, we spent a million dollars on that stunt. There wasn't a ton of lo- money left for the uh, special effects in this thing. Right, yeah, basically. And Stallone commands a high dollar salary. Yeah, too, I'm so. sure he banked, like, yeah. 20 for this or something. Oh, yeah, probably <laughs> I mean, at least. Minimum. It, 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 yeah, almost like a quarter of the budget, I'm sure, went directly to Yeah, him. I mean, after all, he's like, well, I helped write this thing, so. <laughs> right, after all, yeah, I did write yeah. it. Uh, so except for the bad guys crash, they, they managed to to make a rescue call out to the ra- the very ranger station where uh, where Hal and, and company uh, are are currently you know up to their you know their rescue business. So Hal is then dispatched, but then the other two dispatchers there, Sylvester Stallone's love interest in the movie, they're like, well, Gabe's here, and I guess he knows that climate and anybody, so we should really get him for help, even though he's been gone for. You know, yeah. almost a year and hasn't climbed a mountain. You know, we need and to get him. And he's, he's having healing. severe he's PTSD. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget that. <laughs> like, this is not... And they're just like, Hal, you have to go. You have to help us. Right. And then he's... It, 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 that's how much convincing it takes. He goes, okay, all right. Yeah. Then like, <laughs> he's fucking up the mountain ready to I go. mean, this is coming from the people who are like, wait, we have the helicopter. You know, this is... that We yeah. have helicopters with all well, the Well, the storm, trees. though, like... That's why they couldn't take the helicopter because of the storm. So they had to get people out because, you know, people are faster than helicopters no matter yes. how far yes. apart they start. And we, let's just get to that right now. So, yeah, Hal does yeah. decide to help and decides to yes. be like he climbs a goddamn mountain once again like he's fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. Like in a matter of minutes, he gets to where they're uh-huh. at. Yeah. The helicopter's still waiting to get there. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. Or like the, because of the storm, because it's raining. The helicopter couldn't right. even fly, right? It was just like, well, we got to be right. grounded. Yeah, yeah. So how, Gabe managed to somehow outclimb yes. Hal and be resting there, and Hal caught up to him. Like Sylvester Stallone's character started after him, but beat him <laughs> up the mountain, and he was sitting there waiting on him, kind of not really smugly, but kind of, you know? Yeah, you know? like yeah, hey, yeah. What took you so long? You know, kind of thing, right? <laughs> right. He's waiting there at the top yeah. of the mountain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. So then, uh, like, Hal and Gabe, like, they have, like, a, a terse kind of, like, not face-off, but it's, like, fine, you know, we're going to do this together kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, we're and then, agree to you know, disagree. Gabe's yeah. like, I'm only here to help, and then, you know, then I'm out of here. I'm going back to Denver or whatever the shit. So they, they come across the bad guys, and the bad guys don't even try to pretend that they're they're good or they actually need help. Like, automatically, the guns come out, and they take Hal and Gabe hostage, and they're like, hey, you're going to show us where these spots are because they have this cool little radar uh, you know, that shows them the exact spots on a mountain yes. where they have to go to find their treasure. Okay, let Very handy. Yeah. Very yeah, handy. Very, yeah, just very coincidental. And it, it takes 50,000, <laughs> like, different combinations of codes that only oh, uh, Travers has. So he, that's his insurance right. code or insurance, uh, you know, that, like, I, 
I, that's how he assures Lithgow's character doesn't just take care of it right away is because he's the only one who can. And, and let me ask you this. Shit. Why did he have the foresight to take that thing with him across to the other plane? Did he know that Good like question. the, the cases were going to get dropped off, you know, or get lost? That's just how practical he is. Like that's how practical they are at the U S treasury. <laughs> yeah. They always have yeah. redundancy. Just, yeah. Dr- crosses all the T's dots, all the I's. He's yeah. a, he's a man with For a sure, plan. Man. They're super accountants, man. They're not fucking. They're not going to yeah. do anything without a. He's not good player. enough to kill the uh, FBI agent, though. So I mean, who fucked no, it all up? No, he's not. No, Let's... he's not. Hey, can we address real quick uh, John Lithgow's uh, yes, villain? Thank like, you. We haven't really. We've mentioned him. We haven't really gotten into him too much. Eric Quaylen. He's uh he's supposed to be British in this movie, and now you would figure John Lithgow. He, 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 we've talked. He brought him up several times on the show. Like I'm sure if you've watched anything television or movie related over the past like 40 years, you've seen his face once or twice. Uh, and if you've seen him play a villain, you know most notably probably like in Dexter Ricochet. as a Ricochet Trinity killer. A, you know, Ricochet. Yeah, yeah. There's another good villain turn for him. Uh, he can play a, a really good kind of just like you know like psychotic, just you know fucking serial killer kind of just deranged person and in this movie it felt and i know how weird this is going to be coming from me it felt too comic booky like his fucking villain yes. in this movie because first of all his his british accent in this movie is i don't know how the fuck like he did it on set people are like cool we'll is go that, with that british though like, I, like i couldn't really figure out the accent when where he was really from it He's supposed to be British. Oh, he's Jesus. he's British uh, paramilitary uh, intelligence. Or okay, some shit. I, yeah, I didn't quite get British, so <laughs> that's what he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be British. So I think I think we can explain some of this away. So if, if you didn't know, John Lithgow was not the original uh, uh, person envisioned for this role. This this role was written. Uh, for Christopher Walken, actually, which I oh Jesus Christ! And I don't what? I don't know if it would have been any better with Christopher Walken. I mean, I love Christopher Walken. Don't get me wrong; uh, he's a great character actor. I mean, just he'll he'll you know he's like a chameleon. He'll just turn into anything. Oh my God, is that but true? That's true. Yes, it was supposed to be made Jesus. for Christopher Walken. He something happened. He I... fell through. So yeah, they got Lithgow as a replacement. So yeah, this was not <sighs> built with him in mind. But even still, like, why? They heard his British accent, and they're like, cool, we'll go with that. It, 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 it's not British at all. Like, I don't know what the fuck accent he hit in this movie, but it's there's nothing British fucking about this whatsoever yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. And that's the thing. Like, I don't understand what they went to to say, well, yeah, what, let's get that guy. You know, what had he done, you know, recently right. around that time besides Ricochet in, like, 88 or 89, whenever that movie came out? What mm-hmm. else had he did? Had he done that? It was like, yeah, this guy would play an ultimate villain. I mean, what, what would that have? been? I have no idea. That this had to be like you know, like around the Ricochet time where that was it, right? Yeah. Or no, he was the uh, he was a dickhead pastor in uh, what was oh, that? Uh, Footloose. Uh, Footloose. Yeah, but that was like eighty six. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay, yeah. I that's mean, fair. he had he had done some random movies, uh, you know, Memphis Bell, Harry and the Hendersons, classic Santa yeah, Claus do, the movie, another classic kids movie. Uh, I do. But there's. Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai, like, you know, that's another yeah. classic movie. That's kind of more of a cult classic is, than there's anything. there's nothing around that time besides Ricochet in 91. Yeah. So maybe that's, that's where they were pulling from and said, Weird. hey, yeah, that's what he was good in. And he was pretty crazy in that one. Let's go with him. Yeah, but they just let him not stumble through a terrible accent in the movie. Like, they, that should have been the plan is just let him 
talk. Right? This, because, man, it was bad. It was so distracting, like, to the point to where it, it, it takes you out of the scenes because you have to reconcile yourself with this. Like, that's as good as that's getting. And every once in a while, you're reminded how bad it is because it's like, God damn it, what did he just say? Uh, it, I agree with you 100%. It's because... Like I said, you you said it yourself. You, Lithgow can play these roles. Like he's he can he can turn it on comic wise, or he can just be scary. And man, yeah, this one, yeah, the accent just takes you out of it every time he's on screen. Like he's supposed to be menacing, but the accent takes that away, right? Like I have, I yeah, feel more menace from his henchmen, which. Maybe that's what they're going for, right? Is they want some of those henchmen to be? Is it is Lithgow supposed to be more likable? Yeah, I yeah, like he's like the good cop to their bad cop kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you got uh, like a guy who play whose name's Craig Fairbrass. I don't know who he is. He played the guy named Delmar. He's supposed to be that crazy footballer that just kicks the shit out of. Yeah, the big guy just kicks. Yeah, shit, and then yeah. The, the other guy, Leon, who like I that guy seems like the most scary of any of them because he's just like likes to stab people and shit and goes crazy but yeah it, that, that guy it, you'll recognize him he's been in a million things like the guy's been you know recognizable since he yeah ages. he just shows up in random stuff and it's like everywhere yeah but he plays like either good or or bad you know he's, he's also got that ability so he plays a good badass yeah. he plays a real good badass yeah. one of the better parts of this movie yeah. i will give i'll give him that yeah but, but anyway, like, so, so that, like, I guess John Lithgow's goons this movie, they're largely disposable. They're basically just supposed to be fodder for Gabe to work his way up through the goon squad as they get higher in the mountains, like, essentially. Uh, at, at some point, uh, Hal and Gabe, like, they're both, you know, they're on the way to the first case. Uh, there's some kind of a, of a tussle where Gabe and another guy uh, get into a fight, and it looks like they're both killed due to an avalanche well, he made of sorts. Him, he made him but, climb uh, the mountain but without survives, any gear right? or, like, any, no, that was any it, coat, yeah. no nothing. Like they're, they're, they made him take his shirt off. He's going to pop those pecs in the movie. It's Stallone. He's not going to take his well, shirt I think, off. Okay? I think you said it best. I think you said it, like, it looks like he's wearing a leotard, man, and he's just, like, yeah, He was, man. Yeah, he was like in a dance singlet, man, just scaling this mountain, fucking no problem. Just like hopping, like this, like leap, leap, like yes. Oh Jesus, it was just it would be like he's actually a superhuman in this movie, like for sure. And what's funny is like is in real life, Stallone is like legitimately afraid of heights too. (laughs) Is he really? So he wasn't enjoying like the actual shots that may have took place in the uh, in Italian Alps. Oh, that's I never knew that. That's interesting. (laughs) <laughs> yeah jesus okay so anyway uh, so after uh after gabe you know kills the guy that looks like he's dead he then goes from having to be rescued to then doing the rescuing like he's he's resolved like he's gonna go rescue his his bff no matter what kind of thing yeah. and he'll come hell or high water he's gonna he's gonna do it and at some point uh the weather clears and the helicopter pilot who still knows love interest she decides to fly up to meet them at like the only spot apparently there is to meet up on this mountain is like this big K or a cabin they all know about. Yeah. Right? It's like, I don't know what the hell this cabin is doing up there. It's like some kind of museum. Cause there's like, there's stuff in yeah. glass and all that stuff. Like right, who the yeah. fuck is climbing that, up that's there? That's where Sloan gets his clothes, right? Like he puts on like a hundred year old sweater or something like it's funny. Yeah. And gets some like old rope yeah. and stuff. I mean, Oh God. Yeah. Holy shit. He gets all his climbing material up there. Like, I don't know. It's almost like it's a, uh, like a, 7-Eleven that's up there, man. It's like got all Yeah, this, but none of it looked new. Like, all the rope look, look, looks like it's it's super old, and he's just supposed to go spelunking <laughs> up this mountain to save his friend with this shit. And he's got... So... Ridiculous. Yeah, because he gets... He makes it to, for the first case first, right? And that, that money just uh, 
falls uh, falls off the side of the cliff because they create an avalanche and that's where we lose that. Yeah, so Stallone gets to that yeah. cabin after that. How does now? How does Stallone know where the second thing of money is? Because that's that's what happens now. It's like a race to get to the second bag. How do you remember how right. Stallone figures out? Because I don't. I don't understand. I how think. He gets uh, I think he saw it on the thing before the guy died. Oh didn't well, that's he? incredibly uh, talented then, because if you like. Is that what happened? Like he he saw it on the scope. I'm I'm, a, I'm right? guessing that's then, how he did it. But I don't know how he would do that because like these it, it's kind of funny because whenever Shit. they show that thing, yeah, it's like this Atari twenty six hundred kind of graphics where there's like little red light is flashing and there's like these vague rudimentary three right. D models of mountains and like they look at it and they're like oh yeah that's that's such and such mountain that's Tower Mountain or whatever like we know exactly yeah. where that's at. Yeah, the 3D rendering is just so unbelievable. They recognize where they are, like, instantly. But how, I, I still don't buy that he's like, oh, I, I saw that, and I know the location of every single one of them, and then I'm going to be able to yeah. find them exactly in the snow, right? Yeah. Uh, movie problems upon movie problems. Yeah, it was terrible. So then, uh, yeah, that's what happens. Like that's how, that's how he beats him to the second case, yeah, right? He and he and his uh, love interest. Is that he uses the super old gear. He gets the yeah. yeah. They they be, just beat the other the bad guys to it. Uh, they take one of the cases and essentially they got to like hold up in a cave overnight. And they're they just yeah, end up burning they're burning the money, money to yeah. stay alive. Right, yeah, that's right. Like as a fire, and so how do they make it to the third case? Like, so when they wake up the next morning, like the, the point is, like you know, Stallone goes through another goon. Uh, is that they're trying to now beat Quaylen to the third case? Like that's the only way they figure they can re- they can rescue Michael Rooker is that they have to make it to the third case so they can essentially barter for his life, which they probably could have done with the second case, but you know, semantics. That's yeah, funny. yeah. I mean, there's there is, yeah, because he <laughs> didn't make a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, he leaves a message yeah. on that second case. He says, "Hey, he just writes on one of the bills says want to trade kind of thing." Yeah, that's yeah. That's and then like, yeah, so they they they. Are traversing through this cave all this, at the same time though, Quaylen and his goons are f- tracking them down, right? And we have yep. like a, another fight that takes place in the middle of the night where uh, Gabe just like beats up on a guy and then dry, rides a guy down the hill like a sled, <laughs> like. Yeah, because he's using night vision goggles or something. Yeah, too, yeah. Right? One of the bad guys has that. Even though the mountain's pretty well lit oh up, like it is God. brighter than fuck Thank on you. that mountainside. Yeah, so point. like all the mountain scenes like that were all like clearly on a soundstage. Like they have these like oh, these man. fake looking trees that were just like you like like you pull them like off of a Christmas tree lot in October. Yeah, and you just put them out mm-hmm. there. They weren't fully developed, but yes. And yeah, it is the brightest mountain like you've ever seen to be out in the middle of nowhere. That like, you can clearly see everything, but yeah, this one guy's got to wear night vision goggles, and it's still on blinds him with like a hundred year old. Yeah, flare. once again, like, that's yeah, how he gets the jump a on him. Flare right? that yeah he got from this store. <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah, then like I said, from yield mountain climbing, and then museum. rides yeah, rides the guy down shit. basically like a toboggan. You know, and then let's... Okay, objectively, that, that part was pretty funny. That did make me smile seeing that what? scene where he's riding that guy he's down the mountain. He's riding down like the guy's getting road rash on the way down. Yeah. I, I, there was something charming. I was like, this is entertaining. And then, like, I get and then this he part. goes flying off the cliff, and then somehow Stallone is able to like stop himself from flying off the edge of the cliff, yeah. too. His biceps, man. Yeah. He got him. That's, that's all you got to know. <laughs> Oh boy! Maybe that's how they got the idea for 
uh, Batman Begins when Christian Bale is sliding down and he's he's saving Razog. Oh, and he, at least he had yeah, gauntlets on it. though that actually like stop him. It does explain. It. Yeah, Stallone just has you know those beefy yeah. forearms. So yeah, then we get to the next day, and that's where yeah, Stallone will take out a couple more of the henchmen. We get a one-on-one fight with the Leon character and and uh, Gabe, where Gabe just impales the guy on a stalactite. Pretty right? rough. Stalag- Stalactite. Stalactite. Okay, I can't remember which one is, is top and bottom. I don't know. So, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's pretty gruesome. Apparently, like, that scene alone was what initially got this movie an NC-17 rating. I could yeah. see that. It was they a little rough. They had to it down just to, to get, it, uh, get it to an R rating, I think. Yeah. Damn. Pretty crazy. Apparently, there's an NC-17 uh, version of this movie been been floating around. It, it, apparently, it's, it's like a VHS burn, though, so it's pretty terrible looking. But wow! Not not that I would ever go seeking this one out. Yeah, for yeah, this is this is not when you have to go hunt yeah. on eBay or anything. So we're we're getting to the last day where they, it's a race to the last uh, money bag, and the last money it's like case, everybody's yeah. getting antsy. Quaylen's getting a little crazy. He kills like I don't know if it's like his girlfriend, his wife, whatever, but he kills the pilot. Um, his girlfriend. Yeah, because he, he wants to take away leverage from. Uh, Travers from the, the from the treasury guy from Travers, yeah, like that way they're both equal, basically like the equal partners in this. Which, essentially, it's like that's that's the logic he uses to justify what he does, right? Does he say now we're equal partners? Yeah, he's or like something? he's like we we're yeah we're we're partners fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crystal played by Carolyn Goodall, she was the, the yeah, pilot. I get more menace from her than I do Lithgow. <laughs> you know? Yeah, she was really yeah. good. I'd seen her in a bunch of other stuff too. Like I said, there's a lot of people in this movie you're going to recognize from a lot of other places. It's just not a not a lot of it worked together. Yeah, and it's not and it's not cohesive work that they're doing with each other either. It's all just like, yeah. hey, you look like you could play a bad guy. Here you go. I just want you to act really pissed off and mean all the time, you know. And then yep. Lithgow, here I want you to do an English accent. He'll be like, really? Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. You guys sure this works for you, right? They're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Renny Harlan's is like, I just need to worry about the action. That's all. I don't care what, right. what anybody else does. You're right. Six months ago, I was director Freddy Krueger in a warehouse. Now I'm here. Fucking A, it yes. works. Just keep rolling, man. <laughs> yeah. You're doing great, John. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're easier to deal with than uh, Bruce Willis, so yeah, right. let's go. Yeah. No new line. Fuck yeah, dude. Let's do this. Accent's perfect. Let's go. I like these TriStar checks. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's great. They don't bounce. You know what I mean? They actually cash. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. So now, now we go to, like, not the highest peak, but another high peak. We get the, the final showdown between Lithgow and Gabe. And I don't... Is Gabe supposed to be some kind of a, like, an amazing tough guy, like, karate champion at some point in this movie? Because they really go out of the way to kind of tell you, like, in the beginning when they're establishing Eric Quaylen, is that, you know, being... Like kind of like you know an office rocker, military intelligence operative. He's fairly dangerous, yeah. so I would imagine he would be able to fairly easily kick the ass of a guy who he towers over by a foot, and you know who he's you know well more trained. Than. And but you know somehow guy, their fight like they have a a yeah, guy. He's fighting against a man who's spent the last two days climbing mountains <laughs> with no ropes. And hasn't eaten right. a whole lot. I guarantee he might have found a yep. couple power bars. You know, yeah. yeah, you feel like Stallone, even as beefy as he is, would be a, kind of an easy target to, to take down. Yeah, just a little tired at this yes. point, right? 
He's been blown yeah. up. He's been like dropped. He like he he's been fighting other guys too, man. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, but uh, you know you can't have your hero die though, or, or or lose in any way, right? So, right. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so but what initially starts the fight is that uh, Jesse uh, Stallone's love interest, the helicopter pilot, she goes to the top of the mountain to meet Gabe because that's where she figures he's going to be. And somehow, lo and behold, I don't know how it happens, Quaylen gets a jump on her and kidnaps her uh, in a very uh, Alan Rickman, Bonnie Bedelia, yes, kind of thank you. Kind of way. He's like, so let's swap her for the money, and you're like, oh, okay. But then, uh, you know, Gabe double crosses and hurls the case into the helicopter rotor, at which point then Quaylen just decides he's just going to kill Gabe. And that's what leads them into the fight, right? Is that, did I set that up properly? It's, it's something like that. It's just, it, it is like, absolutely it, it, crazy. It's all kind of a blur right now. You know what I mean? That's how I remember it is like, let's swap for the money. And Stallone's like, maybe not. And then just because, throws it yeah, into the rotors. Because, yeah, he says, hook, hook up the uh, money to the winch. He he doesn't do yeah. that. He ties the winch down to the ladder that's on the side of the mountain. That's what it is. Kind of like yeah. locks him down, and Lithgow's gets panicky, tries to take off because yeah, the money gets thrown into the blades like he said. Which, once again, yeah. a case like that would have shredded those blades. So like I if I I oh, do yeah. know something about that. Like most of the like helicopter blades are like made of like carbon. They're very like yeah. lightweight, so they would shatter if they hit something really hard. <laughs> so, but yeah. no, not these but ones. But that case shredded like yeah. a pillowcase, man. Like it was fucking like, gone. Yes, it's, and shreds the money inside too. <laughs> it's yeah, like confetti sure. just it's dropping. Fine. So. So yeah. yeah, and then yeah, then the chopper like he's trying to pull away. Oh yeah. In, in, a, in a very AT-AT kind of move, like he, he uses the helicopter to try to roll Gabe, yes. to, try to, to try to mow Gabe down. But as he does, he's placed by his own petard. Is that, you know, Gabe with the cable, <laughs> Gable with the yes. cable fucking sits up the helicopter and, you know, he goes crashing down into the ravine, No, right? he, he lands upside down and they have a fight on the helicopter. That, that's right. On, <laughs> on the, the yeah, on the, it gets worse. <laughs> Shit, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, why does Stallone climb oh, down? No. Why does Gabe he go down to the to. helicopter? Like, there's no. He does. He could have been. Th- he could have just started throwing rocks where he was and fucking knocked yes, him off. Because the thing's gonna fall. Anyway. You had the high ground, Obi Wan. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, shit. I. I don't know. Did he, I mean? I don't. Did he grab the winch or something? I don't even remember now. I don't remember like, how he gets, he gets down. He gets there. down there. Know. Yeah, and they have a fight on the yeah. basically because the, the helicopter is upside down. It fell sideways. Another right. miniature, you know, yeah, model. They're, they're fighting on the belly of the helicopter. Yeah, and they're having. They're one on one. And yeah. like I said, yeah. This is this is where Lithgow should be kicking his ass, right? I For mean, sure. yeah, Absolutely. Stallone is wore the fuck out here, but yeah, yep. Quaylen, like he just can't do it. Stallone gets the upper hand, basically gives him a yep. a, a terrible one liner here to finish him off. He's like, make sure that you leave your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all time, like that, and then throws yeah. him inside the helicopter, and then for some reason the helicopter falls off or the. The, the line, line snaps. snaps. The line holding the helicopter snaps, and Stallone manages to grab it, you know, and fucking just this fucking the snap of time, and then literally like Lithgow's character Quaylen has to watch in a very you know '80s throwback move, yeah, yeah watch, and just watches watch the fucking helicopter going, go smashing yeah. down to the rocks. Yeah. Uh, this this movie, and then that's it. Yeah, it does not end. The, the, the whole Dana Wah, this thing is just awful. It doesn't it doesn't right. work. I don't get it. I just no. And I, I, I kind of had flashbacks when I was younger when I watched this in the 90s. Because I remember then, I didn't really like this movie. So, 
Because I will take you back. Like, I remember at the end of our last show, if you remember, you said, hey, let's watch this. And I was like, oh, like that. Like, I, I felt like a knife yeah. was being twisted to me. It all came back to me when I watched this film. And I was like, yeah, this is why I don't like this film. Yeah, that's oh, fair. Because, yeah, at this time, you were definitely checking your watch, right? You were like, Jesus. Oh, yeah, I couldn't believe the runtime in this thing. Like, it, it just kept going. It never ended. And then, as you, as, as you say, just after he falls off and they are at the top of the mountain, there's, like, a few more words spoken, and then the movie's yep. over. Yeah, it just stops. Like, uh, Hal and Gabe and Jesse are reunited at the top. And then, like, the U.S. Treasury comes rolling in finally. And yeah, they're like, it. oh, ha, ha, you just, can find him. They just shut down cameras. Yeah, you can find him down at the bottom of the <laughs> mountain, it. blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, and then it's just it. Like, nothing else happens, yep. and you're just like, oh, no. this is terrible. It's like, it's one of those movies that you feel like they ran out of money, and they're just like, hey, let's, it's a wrap. Let's just finish it up here. Let's go. That's exactly what happened. They ran out of money, and they had no more ideas. They're like, fuck it, done. Yep, we're done. out. Like, let's go. I mean, yeah. we need... Yeah, we it. didn't talk about half the other deaths of the characters. We didn't talk about the two, like, punk so kids like, doing base jumping. Like, all of that is supposed to be exciting for that Useless. MTV generation. And Ugh. it's just, it's so lame. Like, it doesn't need to be in there. There's, there's so no. much stuff. I don't know how this movie made this much money. I have no idea. Like, you figure word of mouth alone would have slaughtered it, and it, its second week gross would have been nothing. But, man, it made a shitload of money. Yeah, I mean, is this, I mean, is this taking into account, like, the home... Uh, video market because at that time, it right? I mean, right? that's that's the time of blockbuster, VHS and DVDs, yeah. right? I mean, I because I, I I don't think that counts for box office. Uh, I think box office is just fucking uh, ticket that, sales. That's asses in seats every twelve. I mean, inches. maybe the Europeans really love this thing because that's that's even before China was really a big market and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't know, man. I I don't know why this one was so popular. Oh, okay, you're right. I. Uh, Damn, it made 84, 84 in the U.S. and Canada, another 14 in the U.K., another 13 in Germany. Mm. But that doesn't still get you to 255. Yeah, but I think that was just opening weekend. Okay, well, whatever it was, it made a shit ton of money for 93. So, yeah, as we said earlier, a budget of $70 million made 255 worldwide. Jeez. So yep. and we're going to assume that that does not include the home video market, which I guarantee people were buying this thing. It spent 11 weeks at the top of the Japanese box office. That's How what is did that it. possible? Jesus. I don't know, but that's, that's why that movie made so much money, because it only grossed 84 or 20 in its opening weekend, like in America. Yeah, so Japan. Fucking pay for well, that money straight pay for that movie straight You gotta up. think, man. $84 million in the opening weekend back then? That's incredible, because they're... Or no, no, uh, tw- uh, sorry, $20 million, Oh, uh, okay, okay. Because I, like, I was like, man, the $83 million, I mean, that's like, that's what really good movies do here on their opening weekend. So. No, it was, it was 84 total between the U.S. and Canada uh, uh, on its okay. run, 20 and uh, 20.5 first wow. weekend. But ele- almost three full months at the top of the box office. I, I don't get it. Uh, especially. That's some money right Especially there. with the competition that was out there that, that year. I mean. Maybe this was just yeah. Super Mario Brothers was out in '93. <laughs> what did that make? Like five million or something? <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, I, I, not even. Oh, it made thirty-eight no, million dollars. Jesus, that's just off of p- uh, parents alone just telling their kids like, "All right, we'll see the Mario movie," and then kids being like, "This isn't Mario. I want to see Mario." Like, this is Mario. Oh, like, that's a whole conversation wow. the family's had. One day we'll have to visit that movie. I just, I. Oh, I could quote it oh, to you, man. God. I, 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 pr- I probably. <laughs> 
I probably watch it like once a year. I've seen it one time, and I told myself I would probably never watch it again. But yeah, maybe one day we'll we'll make that happen. Just, just... I, I I could hook you up with a riff tracks version. <laughs> oh, if you'd okay, because like. nice. I think that's what it would take. It makes it much more watchable. Jesus. Yeah, it's. I don't know if you recall. Like, okay, remember the feeling you had when I suggested cliffhanger? Yes. Hang on to that, because that's what Super Mario Brothers made. It's like, uh Yeah, that's, man. I mean, that's, I, I don't understand that movie, or why, why Bob Hoskins back then, he was like, oh yeah, let me do that after. His after, kids, he said his kids asked him, and that's oh, why he did it. On. Like, that's straight up like why he, he did it, because his kids. He could have just like, told okay, his fine. kids, look, I did Roger Rabbit, and it was a boom for me. Right. Watch right. that. Remember, I, I was Smee and Hook. That's a kid's movie. Like, can I go back to making Oh, that's right. He was, was in that pleased. one, wasn't he? Jesus. Yeah, he was. Sure he was. Oh. And that's right around the same time as this movie, wasn't it? That was yes. mid-90s, It was 92, 90s. wasn't it? Yeah. When Hook came out? Maybe 93? I, 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 it could be the same fucking year. Let me check. Let's see. What year did that's Hook a, come out? Uh, 91, okay. two years prior. And that's a pretty terrible movie, too. <laughs> It's not good. Oh no, dude! That that's a that's oh, a classic. No. Absolute no, classic no, kids no, movie no. for sure. Hook, dude, man, you might have been too old by the time it came out. But for those of us who were who weren't teens yet, that movie, man, it was charming as shit. Yeah, Robin Williams, yeah, Robin Peter Williams. Pan, man, you can't beat that. He's the eternal child. Yeah, that's I, yeah. I, that's one I don't really go back and revisit at all. It's yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's different if you got kids. Yeah, you go back and watch all these again. It's I like, can say yeah, because yeah, the the memory I have of that movie is that it came out at a time when I was un- realizing I was like, yeah, I'm getting too old for kid stuff, and I, I'm trying <laughs> right, to yeah, mature. Yeah, so it right. didn't work for me. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm going to wait two years to go see Cliffhanger. I'm not watching this bullshit. <laughs> two, yeah, three years. I think more important, I was probably like three years or four years and saying, I'm going to be watching Pulp Fiction and shit like that. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, I, I don't think we would recommend Cliffhanger. I mean, it's even among Stallone's movies, which there are, uh, man, there's a lot yes. of pieces of shit in his catalog after fucking upon further review it doesn't even among, rank amongst like the top five i, I wouldn't either and of his best i mean I, it's not ones that i would say that i love like there's movies i love of stone so no like demolition man we said it a million times like i absolutely love that movie yeah. i adore it you know it's probably one of my favorite that he's cobra done. tango and yes, cash the rocky fucking, series yeah. i mean besides rocky five mm-hmm. uh you know i Be will fair. go with any of those this one just it's just the pits, man. It's not. I mean, yeah. it's not. I I don't want you. I don't want people to go away and say, yeah, like this is just the worst movie of all time because it's not. It's got some moments. It's just. It's bad for that whole string of films that came out that were described as it's die hard in something. So it, it, yeah, because that's what yeah. this was probably pitched as. What this is die hard on a mountain, right? You know, like yep, I would for put. Sure the movie Under Siege, which came out in, what, 92? With Steven Seagal, I would say that's a better film <laughs> yeah. than this one. Oh, that's fair. I hate to fucking say it. Yeah, yeah maybe it's just because... It, it's, it's the runtime of this one, too. Yeah. Two hours. It's For too an much. action film like this, Man. you don't have a two-hour runtime. There's no story here to no. keep or to justify a, a, a runtime like that. It's just, it's not there. There's Man. not enough action here to yeah, keep not it. not at all. Like, and I said, this movie... There's a lot of stuff going on, but as I said at the start, it's not good stuff going on. 
And that's no, it. Not. That's the whole message for this movie for me. It's just, yeah, it's, there's a lot of stuff happening, but is it really important? No. Is it good action? Mm-mm. Not really. It's just average. So, yeah, I, I don't recommend people go see it. But <laughs> if you're a Stallone fan and you just haven't seen this, and you want to check it out. I mean, check it out. But I mean, I think you just be prepared. You're, you're not going to really like, it's not going to deliver what you think a demolition man, Cobra, Rambo, right. any of those things. It's not going to deliver anything near that. Yeah. No, it's not. It's it, it. It's been up on streaming for months, I think, and we finally just got around to it. We've been looking at different Stallone movies and for a as while. As you said, now, there's you know a lot I mean? of garbage Stallone out there, so we're like pick. We're like deciding yeah. like should we pick that or this? You know, it's right. Yeah, that, that, yeah. I mean, that should tell you something, everybody. But it's like, do we want to do Rainbow Last Blood? It's like, well, there is cliffhanger. Like, eh, let's fucking do yes. cliffhanger. Which I'm sure all the <laughs> listeners say that too. It's like, like, yeah, you, why haven't you done that one? Right, like, well, we just said. Yeah, like, this one. We'll get there. We will get there. Yeah, yeah I don't think I'll be re- revisiting this one. I, I, now that I've seen it as a proper adult, I'm good. I can go ahead and permanently shelf yeah. Cliffhanger, yeah. I think. This is not one you recommend to any of your friends yeah. and say, well, just check it out. You know? Not if they're good friends. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah if, you don't, if you want to keep them as your friend, don't do it. Yeah, so let me apologize to you for this one, because this, this is definitely my bad. Hey, sometimes Jesus. you got to go down those roads, man, just to... It's like we know either a movie is going to be really like we're really enjoying a movie or we're really hating it if we start texting a yes. lot as we're watching. It. Yes, and that's what we were doing in this one. I can tell you, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, soundstage. You fucking believe yeah. this? I was like, I just know. everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least we're caught up on it now because apparently, like, there this one was in some news recently. It's like it's in. They're trying to now develop a sequel to this. No, movie, they're not to Cliffhanger. They, they most definitely is are. Is Stallone, like, pushing that? It was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. Uh, Rick Roman, like, they have a director and everything attached. Like, it's it's apparently going. Like, there's a director signed on, and uh, Stallone, yeah, he's coming back. Uh, he's got a daughter that's following his footsteps into uh, mountaineering. Like, mountain okay. rescue. Okay. Uh... Yeah. And now this time the sequel is going to be set in the Italian Alps instead of just filmed there. So what we're saying is Stallone wants a vacation in Italy. Yeah, he wants to go to Italy. (laughs) He saw Top Gun Maverick. He's like, perfect. He's like, which one of my franchises can I do that with? He's like, Rocky? No. Rambo? No. Fucking Cliff. Well, to be fair, I think he's kind of wore out the Rocky thing already. It's it's done. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and the Creed franchise has moved on but well beyond him. Why not such good hands right try now. to do that whole Cobra sequel that they wanted to get? Like, he kept talking about that for a while. Oh, I mean, man. I would I would at least, yeah. like, pay attention to that. Man. Yeah. But, yeah, jeez, I don't know, man. Cliffhanger doesn't feel like the one. At least, maybe fucking, uh, maybe even Demolition Man. Give us a sequel to what John Spartan's been up to the last 20 years. Like, what does San Angeles look like today? Like, some, you know what I mean? After yeah. this much time. Like, explore that concept. Like, there's something there they could do. Like, fucking Cliffhanger I'd, too. I'd be scared, Dude. though, because it's like, you'd, you'd kind of tarnish the original, though, by, by making a sequel. As long as Rob Schneider wasn't in it, I think it'd be fine. <laughs> it's, it's like watching, like, remember that movie The Substitute with... Uh, oh know, God, yes! I can't, even, like, I can't even remember the guy's name. Uh, uh, 
Oh, fuck. Tom Berenger. Yeah. And then everything after that, like they made these sequels, and it was all just like low budget for, shit. Um, yeah. You know? Like that's what I feel like a new Demolition Man would be is like, we'll just put somebody else in the role and it'll be good. Yeah, they made a lot of those subtitles, yeah, didn't they? Like, and they all like had like shitty. They, they all had shitty subtitles. Yeah. yeah. What was the other? Uh, he had another movie franchise he was known for Who, too. Berenger? It was dumb. But Major yeah. League. Uh, shit. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> Beside no. Uh, sniper. Oh, he played yeah. a sniper in a I've bunch of movies. I've never seen one of those. Remember the, the sniper never franchise? Never seen a single one. Yeah. They, I mean, they weren't no. good. Yeah, you could skip them. <laughs> wait, wait, skip them. How many have you seen? <laughs> Well, I mean, there's only like I've only seen the one, but I'm well aware there are a few oh, more. Right. Yeah, I think if you probably saw the first one, there yeah. might there might be four. Yeah, there's four or five of those total. I've only seen the first one. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna seek out Tom Berenger, you might just say, "I'm gonna watch Platoon and Major League." Okay, and that'll probably be it. <laughs> yeah, maybe Major League Two. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're feeling no. generous. No, no, no. I don't know. No, no, no. film. Yeah, Jesus, what a that's a hell oh, of a downgrade right there. Like it, it's only because like the first one was just even today. Like it's people still revere oh, that it. movie. Like even non baseball fans yeah. like myself I like that it. movie. I, if I see it on, I will watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it is a very charming movie. Uh, I tell you what, man. Now that uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but Disney Plus they've uh, they've slowly been piecing together uh, all of the Marvel movies. Have you seen all the like uh, the uh, Ed Norton's Hulk? I saw that. I was really impressed that that's up there now. Not that I want to go back and watch yeah. it, but like the, still. <laughs> the only like the only one they're missing, I think, is uh, Spider Man yes. Far From Home and No Way Home. Other than that, I think yeah, they, they have, have every movie they've released so far, except for Guardians. Yeah, they have Homecoming. Yeah, except for Guardians Three, which should probably be streaming in a couple of weeks. I'd imagine it'll be up on Disney Plus, but everything else is there. And uh, I gotta tell you, it. Uh, I've been slowly doing like the big rewatch, like how they have it suggested in timeline. Oh, okay, you start okay, with yeah. Cap One and you roll all the way through. And I gotta say, the way it places Black Widow into Phase Three instead of Phase Four makes it a far better movie. I believe that it play it plays infinitely better in Phase Three, following Civil War, preceding Black Panther, and then rolling into Infinity War and Endgame. It is so much better. And I think that's how they intended it, though, right? Because I, I remember they they were talking about yeah, the Black Widow but movie. The, yeah, forever. they ended up pushing. I think because yeah, I think it was didn't that one get swallowed by COVID? Yes. That one was yeah, because, because but even that? before that, they yeah. were talking about Black Widow movies and saying, "Oh, we're going to get that one made. It's going to be great." So yeah, it. I, I'm yeah. glad to hear you say that because I, I I would someday like to go back and start watching those as well and do it in that order. And I think I agree with you because like, if you just watch that now, you're like, yeah, this needed to be put back there just so you can get a little bit more about the character. Yep. And it, it helps you like it, even feel worse when, you know, she dies in Endgame, you know? Yeah. It, dude, I'm telling you, that scene with her and Hawkeye, man, it hit way different now. Like seeing, like you know, like how they thought she was hurt, like they were her only family. But like, no, she's got another family there. They're, yeah. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. Yeah, no, Black Widow should have been a Phase Three movie for sure because it, it fits the tone of Phase Three. Like it's all about their personal journeys that got them from you know from their past to the heroes they have to be to save yes. everyone. Like it's an amazing journey. Like it. In Phase Three, there'd have been no doubt about it. Like it would have been talked about, like as some of like the better movies to come out around that. Yeah, time, Phase. For sure. I mean, Phase Three is still probably one of the best phases of that entire series by yeah. far. I mean, yeah, hands down. Phase yeah, One, absolutely. maybe it's a close second, but boy, yeah, yeah, I agree. yeah. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I still think uh, Marvel TV, man, they were the they were the tops in 2022. Because like going back through and doing the rewatch and timeline order, like you know, you're doing everything. So now I'm on. Uh, 
I don't know if you remember how action-packed Falcon oh, and the Winter Soldier was. Action, yeah. Dude. Holy shit. It, amazing. Like, it, I, I know they only got six episodes. Like, they, I, I'm kind of glad they did because they told as much story as what they needed to. Like, they didn't oversaturate it and try to make it 20 episodes and just dragging on. Like, it's so good. And the action scenes in this show are ridiculously yeah. good. Like, man, it's a real joy to go back and rewatch this now. It's it's fun. It's actually fun. Yeah, to watch we got to do now. that again. I mean, I know here in this house, we were. We 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 started watching again Captain America, but that we kind of got off that for a little bit. I want to, we need to get back into that and actually start watching that because Disney also has released a new show that we got to kind of get caught up on to get there. Oh boy! If I uh, it it automatically sparked you know like a the same kind of feel as like you know uh, as, as Winter Soldier as. Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, like the espionage kind of just like high stakes spy stuff. Like it's yeah, all and I, again. I know like you were like, pretty you good. have been amped for this whole thing. Cause it, like when we were back oh, in yeah. phase two and phase three talking about like this stuff, like you talked a lot about, yeah, they need to do secret wars. They need to do secret wars and bring that in there. Now it's happening. You know, that's, yep. that's building up to those next movies that God help us are being pushed back to like 2029. <laughs> but Oh yeah, that's yes. wild, right? Like they pushed back everything essentially, didn't they? Yeah, by, by a year, year or two, man. It's, so yeah, it's Jesus. gonna be a little crazy. We gotta wait a little longer for a lot of that movies, but you know, but yeah, I'm really curious to see because this is this is a storyline that like I, much like the Infinity Gauntlet stories, like I have to go back and do all my homework now and understand what the hell happens because we're gonna get introduced yeah. to a lot of new characters. And yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where this goes because this show Secret Wars looks really good, and I love Samuel L. Jackson, even though he's old as hell right now. Like I, and they re- they really kind of play into that how where you know does Nick really have it in him to to be the super spy again kind of thing, and you know it's almost like not really like a, a Murtaugh like yeah. I'm too old for this shit kind of thing, but you know it's kind of that. Well, he's much I mean? better than Danny Glover, so <laughs> yeah. And this show is it's really good, like it. You're going to have to avoid a hell of a lot of, like, it's going to be a minefield for spoilers, so do your best to avoid everything about this show, like, until well, you get to watch it. Well, I will watch it ASAP when I, when I get my shot, and then, yeah, because I think, I think we're going to be talking a little bit of Marvel as we go forward, because we have Marvel here, and then we're going to get right back into Star Wars come August when they re- release Os- Ashoka. I mean, it's, I, I, I am so pumped for that film now, because I don't know if I told you, I did, I got through Rebels. You are right. A fantastic show. I I, I absolutely right? love it. It it connects the the dots for a lot of stuff that I was like, oh, I didn't think that I would like this. Loved it, man. It was just a great show. I mean, just outstanding. Yeah. And it, it going back now and watching the trailer for the Ahsoka show makes so much more sense to me. Like I get why people get excited now because I was like, oh, I I know the characters right. now. Right. You see Chopper and, and Sabine yes. and it's like in Hera. It's like, oh my God, there's everybody right there. Or Zeb, you know, back in uh, in Mando. It's like, holy shit, yeah, everybody's like, here. I was watching it. I was like, oh shit, is this show picking up exactly where that show leaves off? Because that's, it, it basically, it, yeah, it is it's, basically, it's yeah. so incredible. So yeah, I am so stoked for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait to talk about that when we get there. Oh, yeah. boy. And how about uh, like how did you feel about that Rebels like just the series finale like that whole sacking of Lothal like and all that man it was it's brutal it, it's surprising how how much like 
it's almost how much emotion like an animated series can pull from you about this, but like it fills in so many gaps of lore we follow for our entire lives, and it does it so effectively with these new characters, and it blends them so perfectly. Like, it's a masterful piece yes. of storytelling. Like it really That's, is. I, I, you hit it right on the head right there. They did it so effortlessly. I don't know why the writers of the of the sequel trilogy had such a hard time really creating a new world like they took <laughs> they took a world that we know and said here i'm gonna make up yep. these characters that you don't know but i'm just gonna slowly let them fall into this world these are flawed heroes but they're learning how to be the characters that they are and then you're slowly like okay yeah here's mon mothma here's other elements of the rebel alliance and it just effortlessly yeah. brings them in. And then all of a sudden you're right there and you're pushed right up against, you know, Rogue One, right? We're, we're going to we get right up to oh, you're, yeah, where... You're knocking on the door of Rogue One right there, basically. You know, you're, yeah. you're into the Star Wars movies. And, like, I loved it. Yep. So now you're all caught up with Rebels and all that and that you've seen, you know, Ezra basically uh, use the Force to time travel to save Ahsoka and all that. Like, that's like explained it. From the trailer in Ahsoka, does it look like when she's fighting, like, that Sith or whatever Ray Stevenson is playing, are they fighting in that time travel realm? I can't tell. It kind of looked like it to me with, like, the like the super spacey background, like, the different light patterns and stuff and all that, you know? It's it's possible, yes. I I will go with that. Because I don't even know the people they're fighting are Sith. Like, they're using yeah, good orange question. lightsabers. They're not using red lightsabers. So yeah. I'm wondering if they are, like, are they Jedi, like, people from, you know, the outer, the way outer rims where Thrawn is from as well, right? Ooh. I think that's that's the world they're building. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I am excited for that series to get there because it's, I finally feel like we're getting new worlds opened up to us that we, we haven't seen, you know, and it's mm-hmm. going beyond you know, what what they're slowly showing us in Mandalorian and stuff like that. Yeah, and we know the Ahsoka series is going to lead into, like, the the Heir to the Empire movie. Like, that's where this yes. is all going. So do we get one more season of Mando before, or do we just go right into the movie after Ahsoka, essentially? I feel like... Do like you know? I, I don't know. I haven't read anything about it, so I don't yeah, know if they're, no they're clue planning either. on it. I would like to see another season of Mandalorian because where we left them was just like, well, we're, on the sit, we're yeah, we're sitting there waiting yeah. for and you know adventure to call. Yeah, I feel yeah, like there you go. that the next season that you have needs to butt up against where they're, we're going to find them in the movies. Yeah, there you go. Good call. Same same thing with Ahsoka. I think they need to like go there, but we'll see how that goes. I mean, but I, I would like to see maybe two seasons of that show too. Yeah, I mean, Rosara Darson seems to be talking like she wants, she's down for multiple seasons and all that, so it's, yeah, I'm pretty excited. It's eight episodes, too, starting at the end of August, but uh, right after that, too, uh, to get back into Marvel a bit, uh, season two of Loki, also, so it's oh, that's an, right. another, it's a really strong year for fucking Disney Plus TV shows again, man. Yeah, thank God I didn't cancel. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know, man, just when I think about it, it's like... Loki, Secret Wars, Ahsoka. It's like, all right, fine, you got me for a while. Let's do that. Yeah, back they, they know how to keep you, right? They're just yeah, like, they yeah, they do. We'll, we'll make you sit around six months of nothing to really watch, and then yeah. here we go. We're going to give you a little treat. Here you yeah. go. Here's second season of Moon Knight. Like, oh, shit, really? <laughs> remember Daredevil? I do remember Daredevil. Here you go. It's like, oh, shit. All right. <laughs> You're like a, like a drug addict, man. You just get a little taste. You're like, okay. I, yeah, I know. I'm right back in. I can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, speaking of, I uh, I would like to shelf 
the uh, the the summer of Stallone just for like a week. You know what I mean? I need to. You gotta wash <laughs> wash this out of your system. I I need to, man. It's I and wow. I, I I I I I guess I never realized how many Stallone movies I have watched and actively watch still today. I watch Stallone movies quite a lot, and I just yes. I need a I need a little bit of a rest right now because after Cliffhanger, man, it's just. Oh boy, it, it took my energy. I get like, it. it. It took my will to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get it. I, I, I more, more sympathetic. I could not be. Yeah. So I think we, we might have landed on a movie to watch. It, 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 it came out in the same year, and it's almost like a, a biting parody of the action hero oh, genre. Gosh, yes. it, it's, it stars Stallone's often, you know, foil slash best friend, you know, best friend of me. Arnold Schwarzenegger in 1983's Last Action Hero. And I will say it's... Do you remember the runtime on Last Action Hero? I I feel like that's a two-hour flick, too. It is. It's over two I, hours. I haven't, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, I remember watching it the first time and not thinking super highly of this movie. No. So... I, I saw it like when it came out it. as a kid, like in theaters, and I remember hating oh, it then. Boy. So I'm sure I'm not gonna like it very much now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm curious to see what it's gonna be like to go back. But I, yeah, I think it's gonna be a little palate cleanser. Yeah. Uh, However, you know, gonna... I, I will say, like, if we are dipping into Schwarzenegger, Twins is also <laughs> available to watch, so we could do that as well. <laughs> well, that is a much better film. Much better movie. Or Kindergarten Cop. You know what I mean? Anywhere Schwarzenegger's oh, movies. T two. If you want to see something super cool, Conan and the Destroyer. Yeah, T T two is pretty good. Conan the Destroyer. I haven't seen that in a long time. That's that's pretty good too. So yeah. you're thinking Schwarzenegger is the way to go to cleanse. Maybe this just whole to, just to cleanse the palate. We go Schwarzenegger. Like I didn't want to do Seagal. I saw a bunch of his movies up, and I was like, I'm not. I don't have that will. I'm not I'm not strong enough for that. All right, I'm. I'm boy, I kind of want to make this a surprise for the listeners and say, yeah, tune in, tune in next week and see what we chose. Southern Schwarzenegger's definitely coming. I can't promise how good or bad it's going to be, but it's going to be there. I promise. Oh, well, at least it's going to be a gem. Like Schwarzenegger, unless it's late '90s, there's not a lot that I won't watch that I don't enjoy. So I want to say I even I might have even saw End of Days in theaters too. Oh, okay, that's bad. Late nineties, terrible. Early two yeah. thousands, awful, awful. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I don't remember really liking that one very much. True Lies was his last great thing that he ever did. <laughs> that was like ninety four, ninety five. Great. Well, I mean, oh man, it's it's. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, we could talk about it if we when we start talking about. Oh, no, uh, now I feel like, it, is, is that movie available to watch anywhere? Because if it is, it's, it's, it's a heavy contention right now to be watched. It's got to be on there, right? If all his other movies are, that one's got to be up, too. It's it's somewhere. I don't I don't know. Like, yeah. I haven't looked we'll, uh, at yeah, it. We'll make but... the determination, and we'll figure it out. But anyway, yeah. be sure you tune the next show for a Schwarzenegger surprise, because it's definitely coming. Uh, but anyway, everybody, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you very much for checking out the show. Uh, I'll be off of Brian and Marin. We're going to get out of here. We got all the shit to watch. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Mmm, delicious.